it's another very good afternoon to everybody listening here on 88.3 Southern FM as we bring you our penultimate show of Two Smoking Guns on this uh, Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Penultimate. Penultimate show. It's a good afternoon to you, Rutsy. Scotty, how are you? Yeah, I'm, mate, I'm great. I'm apt. I'm, I'm up and about. Are you? Uh, yeah, I, you. you know, it's just uh, it's just how things are. It's uh, just feeling absolutely magnificent today. The uh, the sun's now bounced its way out, and uh, it's just a glorious day to be honest. So, um, and then uh, the, the one thing that Rutsy that I that I did enjoy, uh, mate. I've got more material than a market in Mumbai. <laughs> I could, I, I, I had to cull today. You culling? I was culling. I was going. I could do. We could talk about that, and I could ask Rutsy about this, and then I just, I, I, I seriously left about half of it at home. Did and, you, mate? Yes. Anyway, how are you, old son? Oh, look, I've got. I've had a good week. It's been fun. Great. It's actually been nice having a bit of freedom. Yes. It's always good. Yes. Um, just want to shout out to Nathan Reynolds who just had his first show on there on the on the uh, Southern FM. Yes, he did indeed. Just slid by on the way out. Well, he said he listens to our show, so we do actually have four listeners now, Scott. Ah, well, they've they've doubled. They've doubled. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to take a break. Uh, at, uh, not not today, but uh, we've got another show next week. And then we're just going to uh, we're going to refuel, aren't we, uh, Rutsy? We're just oh, going to go away, and uh, we'll come back with a different set of eyes and ears of the world. The world would have hopefully found some more uh, some normality yes. and a bit, a bit of change uh, on exact uh, on its axis. We need to go away and yeah. do some research. We're going to research. Yeah, studies so yeah, well, uh, we're going to have a, re- a research uh, sabbatical. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, you've got a whole bunch of stuff you're going to share with today. me and the listeners today. I've got a whole uh, bunch of stuff so let's just bounce into it shall we we'll go straight into it yeah we, we'll go straight into it um hey can i just say though yeah. i am looking forward i've been looking forward all week to, to song, today's though. music well you know oh. what it is just to just so everyone knows yes. so they can tune in or tune get, off now get ready get ready it's all about 1975 and it's all based on the ripper 75 oh, album oh so go and get your flares go and get your <laughs> go, flares go and get your big tunes. your big collar the big collars and maybe was it Shoulder pads or shoulder pads were a bit later, no, weren't no, they? No, They're sort of was, 80s. It was, was just Miller shirts. Oh, Miller shirts. Flares. Yeah, that's it. Um, golden breed. Treads. <laughs> treads. Golden breed windsheeters. <laughs> oh, I had a golden Crystal breed. cylinders. Oh, I had a two tone golden breed windsheet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like, oh, you, were, you must have been in the upper crust like, ones. Oh, no. <laughs> all, the ex- all the rich kids had golden breed. All the poor kids had crystal cylinders. <laughs> I had crystal cylinders stuff too. Don't worry. So yeah. we're going to take in a bit of 1975 action in yeah. what was a massive year for the country, so you know there'll be an educational actually. component uh, to my song choice Don't say that today. we don't share the educational loaf of bread with all. We do, <laughs> we do. Speaking of loaves of bread, or more importantly, pizza. Oh, pizza! Let's have a chat, shall we? Yep. Um, because as Melbourne, all Melbournians would would say to South Australia, yeah. that's not a lockdown. <laughs> we had a lockdown. <laughs> Their lockdown lasted three days. It lasted about thirty seconds, I think. As far as lies go, this was a super surprise. Cheese-filled crust, party-sized extravaganza, cooked up by a selfish idiot who, after applying the pineapple, shoved its rough end square up the backside of the South Australian economy. <laughs> In case you don't know what we're talking uh, about, we're talking about our good friends across the border. Yes, and uh, the young pizza fella who who lied about um, getting a pizza. Yeah, he did. Um, and as a result, the knee-jerk reaction of the state yeah. premier to shut the state, slam yeah. the border shut, yeah. which um, 
which has got it smacks of um, absolute <laughs> knee-jerk reaction. Um, and the fact that it was a lie, yep. um, it, it just it's a failure of basic due diligence. No one actually figured out that A.D. was lying. They actually didn't do any work. They didn't actually check any of the claims. Yep. They just decided... We, we, we're missing out on the action because Victoria's had a lockdown. We want one too. Well, could you, could you only imagine if this uh, this certain individual actually worked for a uh, an aggressive country and uh, his little lie was, I've just let off a rocket. Oh, no, sorry, I'm lying. But the other side then lets one off in retaliation. <laughs> and he goes, sorry, yeah. uh, it was just a firecracker. So, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, He's a naughty boy. Stephen Marshall forcing a humiliating reversal. Is he, uh, will um, there be ramifications, After Rossi? it emerged that the government's contact trace has been duped by a part-time pizza worker. Oh. <laughs> is, he, is he in the poo? Is he, I are they... think he's a bit... Humiliated would be the word, right? So uh, look, this is in, this is an important lesson. So he's done nothing wrong other than shut down the oh, state. It's a pretty drastic <laughs> step to take over a ham and oh, pineapple oh, pizza, Scotty. Oh, right, exactly. Crikey, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. So um, you I'm know they got they got a bit better than this. We can't just be jumping at shadows every time there's a case. We can't be shutting borders. So um, I hope our friends in South Australia are feeling a bit bit better about themselves because I think they were a bit furious. Yeah, well, they did, and they they did a backflip that night though on some things as well. Oh, I think. Nice. I mean, they, it sort of was almost this, you know, war of the worlds and sirens going off everywhere at three o'clock in the afternoon, and by midnight, half of it was as you were. As you were. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry made, about that. We made an error. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing to see here now. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Victoria, <laughs> we've yes. got further easing today. And I've just been catching up with it. Yes. Yes. So, well, um, I sat and listened to um, uh, Dan the Man. Well, that's good because mm. I didn't really bother because no, I don't bother I, anymore no, because I it did. does... Um, There's does. a couple of key dates in there. So it's, uh, borders are open with New South Wales and, I, and I, I, th- I think that you can fit 150 people in an art gallery. We've just got to work out what the density requirement is. Yes. I, I think, think all the uh, brothels are back open, Scotty. Uh, Not that I go there, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> They've got also got some music venues opening up. I, I I did see a little piece where they had all these things that were opening up, and there was this sort of a an image of a lady sort of on a pole. On a pole, right. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's so drastically important to let people know that they can get some kushpakundi. Yeah, that's now. right. That's right. It's like, come that's on. right. As long as you're wearing your mask. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's compulsory in some of these places. Good off. Yeah, sure. So I, I don't know. I don't know really what's happening. I, apparently, though, the big one is we can not wear masks outside. Yeah, so... Mate, and, uh, and it's only a, a, a typically Australian explanation. Uh, he used Bunnings as the example. Oh, did he? Yeah, nice. He said, if you're in the store, yeah. put your mask on. Yeah, that's if right. If you're in the car park, mask off. Yeah, and, if you're yeah. waiting in line for a sausage and they're not socially distancing, mask back on. <laughs> when you're eating the sausage, mask, mask off. off. Yeah, Gee, I'm glad he cleared that up for uh, me. Yeah. Anyway. So, so we're all good. But the thing I've loved, and I don't know if you've noticed this, is the councils, for the for one of the first times that I've noticed, have been quite open and lenient with allowing restaurants to spell out onto the street. Yeah. well, they've And there's a new word. It's a new coronavirus word. A new word. It's called a parklet. You know a these, parklet? You know these... Um, um, stages, effectively, that yeah. they build out over the gutter and yeah. across the car park, and they put a little barrier up and yeah. they put a bit of fake grass on, a couple of little nice flowers. Picket fence. 
Yeah, bit of picket fence around it, put some tables and chairs out. They, yeah. they did it outside of Grossy in town. I was in town during the week. They yeah. did it there. Right. They're doing it in quite a number of suburbs. Yes. And it looks good. Yes. So they've taken over, good. they've effectively taken over a car space, haven't well, they? So they've two gone, or three. Yeah. 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 And they put a little, you know, stadium out there. And is there is there still a bike lane between I don't know. <laughs> between where you can eat in the car? I think the bikes go round. Um, <laughs> I think this is a great. It's like a garden party. It's a really good walk, and I love it. Yeah. And I think it should stay. Well, I think they're trying to sort of push for it. I think it should, I they think should stay. In some, I don't know how that's going to affect traffic if you start taking away well, car parking my, lanes. My, I mean, the only thing with traffic... clearways after four I mean, o'clock. This would be the retailers saying we rely on people parking to come to our shop. But I would argue that if you're encouraging this sort of um, people to get out and about and do the dining, yep. people are going to sit there at lunch and go, oh, I might go in that dress shop after lunch after I've had a, a couple of wines. Yeah. And I reckon it'll improve retail Well, you, you don't see it from inside the restaurant, do you? That's right. Yep. So I, I'm all for it. I hope it stays because I've seen it executed well in yep. a few streets around town. Yep. It looks magnificent. It's, it's happening it. locally here too. Yeah, so it is. I've seen uh, it. Yep. I've seen it. No, it's and there should be more of it. So I'm like, that's a, that's a good news story. Good on your councils for, for helping the struggling retail sector back. And they should, they should do, we talked about it last week, they should do vouchers. Yes. They should do vouchers that you're only redeemable at a restaurant, I think. All right. And what would that voucher be? 100 bucks. Right. Every household, every individual, every household, from the government, as a present to say, sorry, we stuffed up. Here's 100 bucks. Go and spend it at your local restaurant. Nice. That would be a good thing for Christmas. That would be a wonderful thing for Christmas. Suggestion. All right. To Dan. All right. The eyes have it. Uh, <laughs> you agree? <laughs> oh, passed in a second. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Salt. Uh, well, while we're on food, yeah, uh, we've got to... <laughs> gee, we got on food early. <laughs> it's only three thirty. I, 3:30, I mate. normally get you hungry somewhere between three and three thirty, um, but um, oh, this might get right up the uh, right underneath the virulin of, uh, of those in Italy. Oh, really? <laughs> the Mediterranean diet is credited with giving Italians longevity and a healthy complex, but yes, a new it gen- is. It is. but a new generation of pasta addicts is missing out on the healthy elements, resulting in soaring child obesity. In Italy? In Italy. Well, too t- much pasta, uh, mate. Uh, and, and, of course, a top uh, nutritionist has claimed. A top, a top nutritionist. <laughs> yes. so despite, not a bottom nutritionist, no, no, just a not, top nutritionist. Not an ordinary nutritionist. Just from the waist just, up. Just, uh, right. just a top notcher. Right. Um, so uh, despite developing a healthy uh, diet, which is traditionally, uh, traditionally rich in you know, veggies and good oil and beans and fish. And fish. Yeah, they eat fish, a lot of absolutely fish. Absolutely now. Italy yeah. is now raising an entire generation of overweight kids. Are they? Like with, every other nation. Well, and this will uh, this will uh, bother you, I would think, uh, with obesity rates for six to nine-year-olds hitting twenty-one percent for boys and fourteen percent for girls. Well, that's a little high, Scott. And that's among the highest in Europe. That's a little high. So, food expert Volta Longo. Volta. Said, uh, yeah, Volta. Yeah, Longo, mate. Volta. Yeah, Volta Longo. Uh, he said children were being given far too much pasta. They're eating, how much pasta do you reckon they're eating in a day? Kids. Kids. So so six to nine-year-olds. Well, I can't even measure pasta. Um, A packet of pasta, like the spaghetti's 500 grams, I believe. And you take a... And that would feed a family of four easily. Yeah. Even I've got adult children. So I'm suggesting that kids should be having no more than 100 grams of pasta. Try 600. You're kidding. No wonder they're getting... No wonder they're getting chubby guts. No wonder the belts are under stress. 
They are eating up to 600 grams of pasta, bread and potatoes a day. So they need to go on the no-carb <laughs> diet, Scotty. So a massive amount of starch That's that a turns lot. And, to And I bet they're blubber. not as active as they used to be as well. Absolutely not. They're not yeah, out no playing way. soccer in the play yard. They're on their tablets. Yeah, 100%. Mm. But, man... I, I don't reckon I'd get through 600 grams of pasta. And, and you're good, you're I, I, good at I'm, it. I'm good at the pasta. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But 600 is like getting through a 500 gram chunk of meat. Well, that, but you, think of it, well you go back to what you just said, you get the packet. The packet's 500, right? Yeah, the packet's 500. So, but by the time you throw that in, though, and the expand, sauce, that's huge. Yeah, but then, but then the 500 expands out even further, yeah, right? Yeah. So it looks like it's about 800. Yeah. So, that's the biggest bowl of spaghetti in the world that those kids are eating daily. Well, we put it in, we put it in, in a big bowl, you know, yeah, like a big shallow bowl. That's, yeah. that's a huge amount that's of pasta. That's a huge amount of pasta, correct. God. Anyway, Mamma Mia. So the Mamma Mia's are, um, uh, are becoming uh, Tubba Mia's. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I just, well, I thought I'd get the food away early because you might have had lunch maybe not so long ago, and now you're probably not as hungry as you would be at three o'clock. No, I don't eat a lot for lunch before the show, man. It's all part of the pre show oh, regime that I've got. Can I tell you what I had for lunch today? When did you have? Have you ever had a bar me? Yeah, they're pretty good. How good are the bar mates? Pretty good. I found one uh, just a couple of suburbs away, and uh, we were coming back from did a little bit of shopping this morning out and about, and uh, I drove past, and then I saw this uh, little sign for the bar me, and so we've uh, we've slid in there and got the roll with the hot roast pork mm. and the uh, you know the bit of lettuce and carrot and spring got, spring the, onion and the coriander. Hot sauce, you got the hot sauce on? No, I I'm not. I, I don't mind it, but um, I'd had a shower a few hours earlier, and I didn't feel. <laughs> like having another one <laughs> so because that chili really gets me that nice and hot one but no the bar me was good it's a um, it's a good hearty uh, little snack well it's not a snack it's actually it was my lunch <laughs> it was my lunch hey um segue yes uh garlic ah oh, garlic hey? gotta love garlic gotta love garlic gotta love garlic it's a story i didn't really I mean, this is Part of, part of the ongoing education that we do here. At, in fact, we should reclassify our show yes. as an educational show. Uh, oh, an educational it should be on the show. VCE curriculum. Oh. <laughs> we teach people stuff, meaningless facts and figures all the so, time. So, so you can now do a subject called Advanced Two and, and a Half Guns. Two Smoking Guns. <laughs> two Smoking Guns, I should say. Imagine sitting the exam for our show. <laughs> You'd have to be bad at math. Yeah, yeah we're not good at maths. And pretty, pretty good at um, oh. just extrapolation. We, we could write it. We could write a pretty good, pretty good exam paper. I'd reckon. Oh, yeah. It'd just be a general knowledge. I'd have a section on portmanteaus. Yes, <laughs> you'd have portmanteaus. We'd have a section um, on dinosaurs. There'd be a section on hoverboards. Hoverboards, definitely. <laughs> uh, wine, wine, food, food, music, cars, cars. Electric, uh, all Bit things of music electric. thrown in. Oh, um, the music quiz would test them. Oh, the music, especially yeah. the young whippers. And, and then, then they've got to finish the um, the the dad joke. <laughs> so we, we give them half of it, and they've got to finish That's it. Right. <laughs> Tell us what the ending should For be. Bonus points at the end of the exam. Oh, seriously. Uh, okay, I'll leave that with you. I've got a couple, curriculum. Actually, got a couple of half decent dad jokes today. So I won today. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Did it involve a cemetery? Huh? No. Oh, mine doesn't. No, it's, it, it went along these lines. <laughs> yeah. The two old blokes talking to each other, and one of them said, um, did you know lions have oh. ten, ten, sex ten times a day? And the other yeah. guy went, bugger, I just joined Rotary. <laughs> <laughs> 
I saw it on my phone uh, waiting for it to, to come on uh, on here today, and I've actually taken a photo of it on my phone. Well, if that's the case, then uh, if we're going to play tennis, um, I went to the cemetery yesterday and, uh, to lay some flowers on a grave. Um, and I was standing there for, uh, for quite a while, and I saw four grave diggers, and they were walking around with a coffin. Yeah, uh, and about three hours later, I saw the same blokes, and they were still walking, uh, still walking around with the coffin. Right. I thought to myself, they've lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, well, we got about the way. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. got about the way. Uh, yeah, no, the line, the lines and rotary yeah, was a beauty. People are just yeah. tuning off now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. God, don't only do dad it, jokes. It's, like, it's lucky we don't have a sort of a listening meter, isn't it? Like where the we worm. Can actually, yeah, like the worm, because the worm would actually be under the table now. <laughs> we've slotted, we've opened up, almost opened up with two bad dad jokes early, but oh, too bad, so sad. Get, our, get, our, get our bad shots out of the way yeah, early. exactly. Early in the round. Yeah, we've got our eye in now. Got our eye in. <laughs> but back to garlic. Yes, garlic. So this is a story, and I've got to get his name right. It's Nick. This is a good good name. <laughs> oh, is it? A, good name for a creek boy. Oh. Uh, Diamantopoulos. 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 Yeah, okay. 20 years ago, Nick dreamed. Nick had a dream. And his dream that Australians would never have to buy imported garlic again. <gasps> It's right. not quite, um, you know, Robert all, Martin Luther King. But is, it all, is it all important? Well, it was back was. 20 years ago. Right, okay. So like Martin Luther King, he had a dream. I but had a dream. His dream wasn't about civil rights, it was about garlic, especially the imported kind. Right. He was fed up with the poor quality of Chinese garlic in particular. Right. And so he, the now, you know what, he's he's got a title. Oh, you know what he is now? Bad breath. He's the CEO. <laughs> yes, of the Australian Garlic, Garlic Producers Association. Association. Yes, we've got another association. Another association. Oh, we this. love our associations. So um, self-appointed. So yes, <laughs> I think so. No one else wanted the job because they can only fit one person in the meeting because everyone's got bad breath. <laughs> everyone's breathing garlic. Brilliant. So, um, <laughs> so what happened was Australian garlic season started Christmas time. Right. And finished late summer. Right. But then, by autumn, suppliers had to source from Argentina, Mexico, Mexico. Spain, España, mm-hmm. and yep. China. China. So we had to find garlic varieties that could grow around the different climates of Australia for different types of the year. So he's he's um, he's gone to Robinvale on the Murray. He's gone. Uh, he's put some bulbs from Senegal in there. Yep. And he's in his he go he's got some stuff from Syria that he goes in Melbourne's eastern suburbs and right. he's got stuff from the Andes that he puts in another part of the country up in Ballarat. Yes. So over two decades he's accumulated two hundred and ninety two varieties of garlic. Wow. Do you know I didn't know there were that many two hundred ninety two. I thought garlic was garlic was garlic. Well how do you tell the difference? I don't know. You look look at look at its bun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So what he's you can done, hardly taste test them. <laughs> so I give him give him credit. This bloke, yeah. he's got growing sites all over Australia. The most southern in cold, fertile volcanic country, obviously so near Ballarat. The most northerly yeah. is four hundred k's north of Alice Springs. Crops, right? Yeah. Where the garlic's grown by a local indigenous community. Yeah, Australia. Drum roll, please. I'll just get the drum roll. Where, where's my drum roll? Australia is now the only country in the world yeah. with a domestic continuous supply of garlic bulbs. 
So, do some of them grow, grow at different times of the year? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, he's actually got a 12-month he's got a 12 recurring, month growing, recurring cycle. growing cycle in Australia. Magnificent. How good is he? That's unbelievable. That's a good news I'm story still, about I'm still garlic. trying to get my head around the 272 varietals. Well, while you get your head around that, we'll play um, a couple of um, messages All right. from the important people that support this station. Yes. And uh, there's a song coming up after these messages. Oh, come on. Which is the first our first track, tr- side A, track one. Oh. Of Ripper 75. Ripper 75. <laughs> and I know you're hanging out for this Magnificent. one. Mainly because you'll know all of the songs. Will I know all the words? <laughs> Probably not. I'll have to turn my mic off. So we'll take a break and then we'll kick off with our first 75 song. Righto. Are you at risk of kidney disease? If you have a family history of kidney disease, are over 50, have an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander heritage, a diabetic, or you smoke or have high blood pressure, you are at risk of developing kidney disease. Ask your doctor for a simple kidney test. Early detection of kidney disease could save your life. For more information, contact the Australian Kidney Foundation on 1800 682 531 or go to www.kidney.org.au. Southern FM is celebrating 30 years on air. Here's another highlight. Namaste and good day. This is Usha Sharma. I've been associated with Southern FM since the station was at Morabin approximately 23 years ago. I've had the pleasure of meeting some amazing people and committee members and also office bearers during this time. Currently, I host Indian Voice of Fiji, which is on air every Monday between 6 and 8 p.m. I've also had the opportunity of hosting various types of Hindi language programs from India and Fiji. Having been involved with various communities and also having been a Victorian Multicultural Commissioner, I understand very well how important it is for various communities to be able to hear their own mother tongue, music and information from their countries and also our local news and community information. It is such an important part of community building, making one feel at home and enjoying listening to a program in which they can participate as well. This also opens up networking amongst the listeners I'm grateful to Southern FM for all their support, IT support and, of course, training. Happy Big 30 to Southern FM, Sound of the Bayside, from all my listeners and I. Let us have many more of these milestones. Dhaniwad, thank you. Listen to all our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30. This is 88.3 Southern FM. Yeah, I'm 
<laughs> that is just gold. I'll tell you what. It's, For all the uh, younger listeners out there, that oh. was a band called Skyhawks. Yeah, and there's another education. Piece there's another for you. education. And I'll tell you what, Ratsy, I, I, uh, I haven't for a long time probably uh, sat down and listened to music with headphones on. Oh, how and, good is it? And you, you sit there and go, who's the guy that's got the super deep voice in there that just sits underneath? Horror movie. Yeah, horror movie. And you, you just you, Starkey yeah, or maybe you, Glenn McCainish. You just McCainish. You pick things up that you uh, you don't when you sort yeah, of hear in, hear in the, the car or the radio or, you know, wherever you hear it. But, uh, well, mate, that's a, yeah, that's a lovely way to open up the music innings today. Oh, that's so, a, oh, oh, you, off the mark with a four. Oh, mate, that's straight through covers. Through covers. That's, uh, that's not coming back. That's uh, that's a ripper. And Shirley Straw, how good was Shirley Straw? He was a ripper, hey? Shirley. He was lost, a ripper. Uh, lost your way too early. He yeah. was an enormous mm, talent. 19... 2001, I think he does. Yeah, yeah, helicopter accident. Certainly was. Yeah. And um, so we've got plenty more where that came from. And we're really? staying in the year 1975. And we're working off. Yep. For some of those uh, people at home might have a, a turntable. And they might have an album called Ripper 75. We'll get that out. We, thought we, we thought we did. We, gonna, we went looking for it before yes. the show today. Well, mine's, all in, mine's all in boxes. Is it? So I don't yeah. know where it no, could no. be. Because <laughs> um, I'm still having not <clears throat> really unpacked the glass house like that. <laughs> But you'll hear um, another few songs off that album today. Magic, so. magic, magic, love it. So I just wanted to um, through the through the course of today's show, I thought I'd scatter in yep. some salient facts about the year nineteen seventy five. It was a little bit that went I on. I think both of us were teenagers in, uh, uh, in that year. I won't give out uh, uh, exactly how old we were. Uh, no. <laughs> But there was a little incident that occurred. More than 10, less than 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I say the words Governor-General Sir John Kerr Ta-ta. and Prime Minister <laughs> Gough Whitlam <laughs> until 11 November, <laughs> what am I referring to, Scotty? Uh, but nothing will save the Governor-General. The Governor-General. <laughs> and, of course, uh, um, I'm referring, of course, to Mr. the dismissal. And there's been many a television program and a documentary Indeed. written about that. But, yep. of course, that was the famous thing that occurred in, in November where, um, obviously, um, the Governor-General sacked the then Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam. He did. And installed Malcolm Fraser. Malcolm, drop your pants, Fraser. Yes. <laughs> and the greatest thing that happened that day, the reporter that was front and centre on the steps of Parliament as Gough Whitlam came out to announce that oh. his resignation was our good friend and colleague, Norman Gunston. Gunston. <laughs> he was front and centre, Norman. Could he actually believe that he was there? No, he was, he was, he was the right man at the right place. Oh, how hilarious. But just, just give me, I'll run you a few names here. So the Premier's... Of the various states that year were in Queensland, of course, uh, Joe Bajoki, yeah, Peterson, Joe and his Bajoki. wife, Flo, Flo, Flo and Joe. Her famous scones, pumpkin scones, pumpkin scones, of course. correct. Um, Premier of South Australia, Ooh. Don Dunstan. Oh, Don Dodgy Dunstan. Don Dodgy Dunstan. <laughs> he used to love getting around in oh, a nice slack. Yeah. He had some sort yeah. of um, <clears throat> pink cal- slacks and some sort of. Lemon slacks. Was Don a bit colourful? He was a colourful character. Yeah, he was. Thought so. Yeah. And of course, Premier of Victoria was Rupert Hamer. Oh, Mr. Hamer. Mr. Hamer. Hamer Hall, named yeah, after Hamer. Rupert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, West Australia, Sir Charles Court. 
Um, so yeah, isn't very okay. rare that you'd get a Sir Charles yeah, in yes. charge of a state Indeed. these days. No. They've really trained off, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. You could be a criminal these a days. A couple of other things that occurred that year which I found <laughs> interesting, which I found very interesting, <clears throat> yes. was the Tasman Bridge disaster in Hobart oh. occurred that year where the uh, one of the, the bridge's pylons was hit by the ore carrier Lake Illawarra and the bridge collapsed. Yeah, Do you remember right. that? Yes. I partially? Made, yeah, partially. Not so, great detail. So 12, 12 people were killed in that incident. In, in terms of radio... Um, Sorry, just go back to bridges. Yeah. Haven't we just uh, acknowledged... 40 years of the Westgate Yes, collapse. we talked about that, uh, if you recall, several so, weeks yeah. ago, and I played some songs. Yeah, you did. How so, is that uh, de- early on uh, yeah. dementia? No, 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 I was just trying to think. That was also 1975, though, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, no. Is it? It was 40 years we were celebrating, so it was 1980. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I, be, I thought for some reason it was in there as well. Um, the Medibank was introduced. Yep. Australia and Post and Telecom were formed. Yeah, right. Telecom. Telecom. Yep. Papua New Guinea gained gained its independence from Australia. Yep. Thought that was interesting. A couple of people were killed when they intercepted a letter bomb addressed to Joe Bielke Peterson. Oh. Um, Mm. In terms of films, Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh. Remember that one? Yeah, I tell you what, was uh, might be this might be a year too early. Peter Weir directed that. What about Jaws? Was Jaws seventy four? Seventy seven. Really? Was it a bit later? Oh, you've got me. You've got Actually, me. I'll tell you. Uh, 75, I reckon you're right. Oh, I reckon you're right. Yeah. yeah I reckon you're uh, right. Okay, yeah, I reckon. 75. I bang yeah. in the middle of the well 70s, done. and it was one of the first films my dad ever took me to. I absolutely kapoop well myself. So who won the, the grand final in 75, Scotty, in the, in the then VFL? Do you recall? Well, 77 was the drawn grand final between the, North and Collingwood. Yes, where you bang. So it's the first grand final won by North Melbourne. Yep. Right. Um, they beat Hawthorne. And I remember watching that, uh, and you might tell me something about this in a second. I reckon I watched that on a colour TV. Well, great segue because <laughs> 75 was a year colour TV was invented that in right? Australia. Or released. Or released. They'd invented it yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, we were just as slow to adopt it. The rest of the world had had it for 40 years. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have the right diodes in our television screens. Oh, hilarious. So, colour telly. Yeah. And that was the year that the VFL went bunter with red shorts and blue shorts and yellow shorts yeah. because they had colour telly. Yeah, colour telly. I, re- I reckon we had a colour telly. I think we, we got one somehow. Don't know. Must have stolen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon it had a remote that was on a cable. A cable remote. Yeah, a cable remote. And then the next TV, I think, we actually got a wireless wow. remote. I think. Um, maybe they'll come a bit later. But but I just remember looking at this colour television and going, what is... And the greens were almost so green and everything. Yeah, right. Orange was so orange. Even the test pattern looked oh, good. God. You know, it would have had about 10, uh, ten pixelations in it back then, those TVs. It, it launched... Um, 100 color, kilos. Colour transmission launched on the 1st of March on, the, on a Saturday at midnight. Is that right? And the 7 Network, the O10 Network, and the ABC stayed up the, all night for the occasion. The O10... It was called the O10, O10 Network. Network. So it was Channel O. Channel O, launched, wasn't back it? In yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. And guess what else also happened that same day? Countdown. Ah. First episode of Countdown was really? launched. 
uh, by becoming the first program on the ABC to be broadcast in colour. With Johnny Farnham as the host. No way. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Did we... Um, when did Harold go for his last swim? Harold Holt? What was 60s, wasn't it? Oh, was it 60s, was it? Was it? So he was before Hamer. I think they'd already built... He was the, he was the Prime Minister or, before Hamer. I think they'd already built the pool by Had the they? time 75 was around. Yeah. I'm really maybe, sure on that. Yeah, maybe it was 69 or 70 or something when mm. he... Or he went for a swim, or that Japanese submarine came past him. No, the Japanese submarine came past and picked him up. 67. 67, there you go. I am a bit off track. But I think Big won the Melbourne Cup in 75 with handbrake Harry White on board. Wow, Harry. Kealoha won the Sydney to Hobart. I don't remember that. Yeah? No. And in in important news, this was a couple of television moments that are pretty important from 75. One... Yes. Is that uh, the there was a spin-off from the Auntie Jack show? Well, Remember Auntie Jack? Yeah, well, that was um, John Clark. Well, he was no, uh, no it was uh, Graham. Uh, oh, Graham Blundell. Graham, yes, was it? No, no Auntie um, Jack. Auntie no, Jack, Auntie Jack. No, was um, no, we're all over the shop here. <laughs> <laughs> we're just plucking names. <laughs> you are a bit. Um, but it was um, oh, what was his name? Oh, I think John Clark was. Maybe involved in the writing of it. You had some involvement in there somewhere. Um, uh, I thought, yeah, I reckon he, I reckon he was connected in there somehow. Graham I mean, Bond was the guy. Graham Bond, that's it. It was I was thinking of, but you might have had it. Right. But anyway, the, yep. the most important thing. Back yep. to our friend, the dismissal. Yes, was the first episode of the the Norman Gunston show. Oh, was it? As because well? he was a, he was a character in Auntie Jack. Yeah, right. And he, he spun him off into his own show. I don't show. reckon I watched a lot of Artie. Did you watch Artie Jack? I, I was allowed to watch a couple of episodes. Yeah, I don't, it was I, deemed a bit, uh, was it a bit off colour. Yeah, yes. right. It was a bit robust, was it? Robust. Humour <laughs> for a young man in his teens. Yeah, except when Benny Hill came on, though. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was, was just fine. compulsory. <laughs> and it was actually the year that Graham Kennedy was banned from making appearances on live television. Wow. After his infamous crow call. Oh, Do you yes, remember that? Yes, I do. Thereafter, uh, Bert had to run the show, and then Bert was joined by a tall, lanky American called... Don Lane. Don Lane. Don Lane. So um, that's uh, that all happened. In, they packed a bit into 75. Ever. Obviously released the album, too. Yeah, Got that exactly. out of the shops. Were we, watching, um, were we watching Gilligan's Island in 1975? Probably. And the Flintstones? Probably. The Munsters? Probably. Um, wacky Races? Wacky probably. Races? Yeah. Prince Planet? Yeah. <laughs> Prince Planet. Oh, yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. So, I guess, so um, just to finish off. On 70, my, the 70s were rocking, weren't they? Well, 75. Yeah. It's just one year, mate. Yes. So, um, just, I'll finish now because I think the people that weren't alive in 75 probably quite bored with this nostalgia. tuned out do you think <laughs> maybe tuned off we've pa- ta- perhaps they preferred 76 we might do 76 we've next taken week. many others down nostalgia <laughs> lane my friend do not concern yourself <laughs> so I'll finish just keep it a little bit more current with the people that were born in 1975 uh, okay so these are people that are relatively young so 25 so what are they 45 years of age these are now. all 45 45 people so this is under the births uh, arrivals Oh, yeah, no departures, I hope. Uh, in no particular order, starting from the top, Chris Cheney from The Living End. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Natalie Cook, who was one of the uh, Cook and Pothast, who won the gold Cook in the beach volleyball. Oh, volley, volleyballers, yeah. Natalie Imbruglia. 
Gee, I, I wouldn't have thought the volleyball uh, lady would be 45 years of age yeah, already. Yes. Jason go. Gillespie, the cricketer. Oh, yeah. Dizzy. Dizzy. Anthony Mundine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Hussey, the cricketer. The Huss, yeah, 45. Okay. Andrew Simons, the cricketer. Jeez, don't you feel old when you're, you're, looking at, you're reading these names and mm. <laughs> going, these blokes are only 45. Andrew Simons, I said. Uh, uh, Daniel Kowalski, who was the swimmer. swimmer yes. Michael Voss. Yes, yeah, footballer, the footballer and then coach. Brisbane. Megan Gale, the yeah, model. Yeah, model. Now married to uh, a Melbourne footballer or ex-footballer. And Simon Cattage, another cricketer. Yeah, Pat- Patria Thomas, who was a swimmer. Patria Thomas, yes, she was. Uh, uh, Natalie Bassing- Bassingthwaite. Singer. Singer actor. Singer Stuart actor. Clark cricketer. And Mark Voot. V- Mark Viduka. 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 Mark Dukes Viduka. Dukes Viduka. <laughs> he was uh, a big, tall, strapping he centre was, forward. He player. was. Big so player. there you go, mate. There's a little bit of a dissection oh, that's good. of I like the that. year that was 1975. So we, we've covered politics. We've covered, uh, what, starting to cover the music of the day. Yes. Then we found out people that were born that year. Yes, we've done. And then uh, some of the punch-ups that happened. And, um, that's, uh, the 70s were... were it was a, a magnificent time. Action packed. Yeah. Was it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just probably was out kicking a plastic football and really not taking much Size notice. five, Sharon. Yeah, that's right. That's all we were doing. Ripping around the yeah. court in your, uh, in your drag yeah, stuff. Yeah, just doing all of that while all of this is going on. Correct. So we'll take a break while you digest all of that dissemination of knowledge that I've just passed Brilliant. down the microphone. Love it. And then coming straight off the back of these ads is our second song. Yes. So if you are following at home, the bouncing ball at home, <laughs> bouncing um, ball. I'd be picking up the stylus on your turntable. Yes. And I'd be going to... Uh, what what si- track are we? Side A, track three. Track three, the next yes. one. Right, it's eh? Just, just uh, coming up after the break. It's a, it's a local lass. You might, you might remember her. I'm sure I will. I'll stand by after the break. <laughs> Lovely. If you're feeling alone and struggling with mental health, give the SANE forums a go. I'm not an actor. I do have a mental illness, and I find that they've really helped me. You may actually find that there is someone there that you can just chat away with most days. You do feel anonymous, and you don't feel as if you put something up there. You're going to be shouted down and have to leave a forum, and that's the beauty of the SANE forums. For online support and connection for people affected by mental illness, visit saneforums.org. Oh, hi. Nice day for a walk and a chat, right? We've been discussing organ donation, which I think is something we should all be talking about more. There's more people alive in Australia today because of organ donation, which is a great reason for more of us to say yes to donation. So why not register today at donatelife.gov.au and talk to your family and friends to tell them you want to be a donor. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. You made me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. (laughs) Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays 11am here on 88.3 Southern FM. Be there or be square. Over bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green Southern FM's 30th anniversary is this month. Can you believe it? Celebrate our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30. (laughs) 
Because I love that doo <laughs> in the middle of it. This guy was Mike Sams. Oh, really? And that's what's called bass harmony. A bass, a bass harmony. You could get a job as a bass harmony guy. Do just, just do doo-ha. Owen Jake. Owen Jake. Dame. 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 Is she a dame? She's a dame. Is she now? She's got an Australian order of Australia, of course. Yeah. And, but she's a dame. When was she dame? She was born in England. Oh. We've claimed her, but you were ah, born over there. Right. So she got damed a while back. Right. Don't know. I never knew that. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. But she's she's a star. Oh, she is a star. She's so, done a million uh, things. Yeah, she's done all I the mean, songs. All of her... Uh, all the movies. All of, yeah, but all the stuff she's done with cancer. Cancer? Too. Yeah, stuff. amazing. She's a yeah. star. Lost, love her. Love, we love Liv. Lost her husband to the ocean. Yes. <laughs> yes, went swimming one day. Apparently he's still... Knocking around somewhere, but Harold Holt <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I know. She, uh, uh, side what, A track three what, of what, Ripper seventy five. What, what, what do we call those people in our? What do we call people like her in our country? Really, they're, they're sort of our. Um, oh, she's a living legend. She's a living legend. That's what I was looking for. Yes, I was going to say she's she's not the fabric of the nation. She's no, the, she's, she's our legend. living our live our living, the living legend. Our living. <laughs> so there you go. There's more to come with. That came from, but right now, yes, I was really keen. You were telling me off here, yeah, 
that um, a good friend, we, we just mentioned Bert Newton before, apropos of Graham Kennedy and old, Don Lane. You've got an update on Bert. Old Moonface. Old Moonface. Uh, yes, and uh, if I was uh, if I was half professional, I would have had that prepared, no, ready I've for... No, I you on we the go. spot. No, I'll tell you what it was. And it's not the fact that... Because they're actually not... He's, so, he's they're in actually, hospital, isn't he? He's been in hospital. Hmm. So, um, so he was described as... Um, being a bit wobbly on his feet. Yes. Well, right? How old would Bertrand well, be? Well, Bert's about 142. Yeah, right. uh, no, he's, um, he said he's 82, Bert. Is he? Is he? Yes, he's 82. So he's no spring oh, chicken I would have thought anymore. he was a bit older, but anyway, I might no, be aging exactly. him. i tell you what I'd love to start in TV when he was 11. Because there was all this missing. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> uh, he got his first Logie at 12. Yeah, <laughs> he hosted um, the Logies at 17. <laughs> no, 14. <laughs> um, what I loved was, because uh, I'm reading it going, well, actually not saying what's wrong with him, right? So there's a bit of um, cloak and dagger and a bit of mystery and he, he's going to be all right. He's going to be around. You know, his daughter's just had a 700th child or something yeah, recently. very fertile. They've got, they've got six, I think, uh, if uh, last count. Um, but I, I just, I loved this. Um, uh, he was a bit wobbly on his feet. Um, he's in there having... A bit of maintenance. Maintenance work. <laughs> so Bert's gone in. Just get the pipes clean. So, yeah, so Bert's gone in for some maintenance. We char- um, look, we, uh, look, we changed the oil. Um, yeah, that's right. We, yep. we, we, we fixed yep. up his wiper blades. Yeah, we, we put, um, put a new battery in the ticker. a new battery in, in the, the ticker. <laughs> and, uh, a couple of uh, couple of little hearing things just yeah, to make just, sure. Uh, just had to rotate the tyres on him. Gave, gave his eyes a bit of a polish. <laughs> yeah, cleaned the teeth a bit. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he doesn't have prostate cancer either. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I, look, it was just mildly amusing. Uh, Paddy said the 82-year-old still had plenty of years left to spend with the apple of his eye. Um, daughter Lauren's three-month-old Albie. So she's been called uh, after him. After Albie so Mangles. Albie, well, is in Albie. Oh, Bert, Albert. 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 Bert, right. So, um, yeah, so that's her sixth child. Uh, Patty said, Newton is in hospital for a thorough once-over and some rehab after being a bit wobbly on his feet. Good on him. So Bert's, uh, he'll, get, be, he'll be home We can all soon. do with a week in hospital for a bit of rehab. Well, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, or you just go to a hotel. <laughs> just shoot room service for a week. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Bert's uh, Bert's still alive and well, and he'll he'll be back, and we'll hear from Bert at some point, I'm sure. So, uh, but yes, if you if you if you're feeling a bit sluggish, right, so you might just want to go and get a a, a maintenance a maintenance checkup. Plan. <laughs> I think I could do with that. Uh, now, I want to stay on a bit of nostalgia, all right? Because the other week I got a bit nostalgic. We're getting now nostalgic oh. today, but we right. talked about the motels last the, the other week. We did. Oh, well, today I want to talk about the smorgasbord. Oh, I tell you Now, what. this is something that the young listeners might not be aware of. Um, but um, Only second to yum This is a great article <laughs> in the paper by Susie O'Brien. I've just got to read chunks of it because she writes beautifully. And uh, she says, video killed the radio star, but COVID killed the buffet. Yeah, didn't it ever? Um, so, um, and surprisingly... Decades after hitting a peak of 83 stores in the 90s, Sizzler restaurants are no more. Yeah, they are. They're Gaunsky. Gaunsky. Yes. Remember Sizzlers? There used yeah. to be one in Albert Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. All you can eat. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. The closure of the final Sizzler this week in Queensland, God bless them. Oh. 
provoked many happy memories. So, uh, even though Cisna has been gone from Victoria for more than two decades, I didn't realise that it had gone yeah, that long. Been a long time. Many people remember lining up around the block for cheesy toast and all-you-can-eat salads with a bonus side order of E. coli. <laughs> I, I I never queued, mate. I can tell you. <laughs> In the eighties, uh, this is just a nostalgia uh, thing for the young. This is our yes. parents would order steaks and unlimited shrimp, while us kids ate our way through fifteen meters of flaccid salads and body temperature pasta. <laughs> Doped up on soft drinks, we would then move on to the dessert bar, where we'd pile our plates with chocolate mousse, soft serve, and stuff our pockets with jelly beans and Smarties. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we loved Sizzler's ability to turn healthy salads into heart attack prompters, thanks to lashings of cream, bacon, cheese, and ham. Yep, yep. We loved that the menu was full of items that aren't considered food at other places, such as <laughs> sirloin tips, potato skins, and my favourite seafood extender. What? What's a Remember seafood? These? What's that the... was those long tubes of seafood. Oh yes, seafood extender. Yes, it was all it... the bits that. Weren't quite right. Yes. Okay. Sausage fill. Sausage. Yeah. Well, another seafood. Seafood sausage fill. We loved dishes such as the Malibu chicken that had Swiss sliced cheese and packet ham, dying slowly over crumbed chicken patty. Oh my god! How did somebody not die? (laughs) And most of all, we loved the free cheesy bread. Oh, too free. Restaurants today don't have enough dishes where the three main ingredients are margarine, supermarket white bread, and packaged parmesan. Oh. Too funny. Uh, that, my friends, is what nostalgia tastes like. So, I love that. I love that. Um, Sizzler sat on song other sat alongside other family restaurants such as the Swagman. Swagman, it burnt down. Yes, the yes. keg. The keg. Yes, Remember the keg. Yeah, there was one out in sort of Chadston. And or the like. best one of all time. Smorgies. Oh, Smorgies. Remember yeah. Smorgies? Yeah, yeah, out, yeah. Out in Mount Waverley. Yeah, that's about as close as we got to Porky's. Boy, <laughs> was. Smorgies was like Porky's. <laughs> and if you've ever been to Smorgies, and I have. Yeah, I think I They I'm had a Polynesian-themed volcanic <laughs> setup going on. Right? right. They had an indoor waterfall oh. that stank like moist armpits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Oh, it was absolutely mess. Oh. It was in Burwood. It was in yeah, Burwood. That's right. Yep. It was Like Burwood. Middleborough Road and or that, something. And that or... burnt down too. The same suspicious yeah. fate met the, the swagman in Fir Tree Gully. <laughs> Nothing to do with the kitchen. Or... The swagman, in addition to the smorgasbord that they're famous for. Yeah, they had music that? They had music as well. They used to have a cabaret show. A cabaret show. That's right. Cabaret they show. Did. Yes. Cabaret show and a whole lot more. Uh, smorgasbord that they're famous for. Yes. I think was the ad for the swagman. Now, and, and refresh my memory. What what did we uh, what did we get served up when we used to go to the the carousel down here the at carousel Al- at Albert Park yes. where you'd actually get dizzy having dinner? Well, it was the rotating <laughs> yes the rotating floor yeah the rotating dance yeah, floor they that, chucked was, a couple of tables on it was that a was that a a, a smorgasbord sort of oh, setup or a buffet sure. setup down there for I, sure I can't remember and um. I don't. This is to your Italian um, story. Before the kids, they used, they used to have at um, Smorgies the make your own donut machines. What? Yes, did they? Where they'd go? You go over. You'd get your own dough. Yeah. Put it in this thing and duck it in the thing and make your own donuts oh. with all the, the topping around it. Oh, really? So, um, do you know there's something I, I just work it's with? It's just. Me. It's just. 
impossible to know that how people didn't die of food poisoning. No, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Can you, can you imagine the, the, the health standards that just didn't exist? didn't exist? Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> I thought it was a lovely article because there's another thing that we won't see anymore. Yep. You won't see Bain Marie's and you won't no. see smorgasbords that they're famous for with food just left out, no. slowly marinating no. and uh, no. collecting bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, there's, but there's nothing better than a smorgasbord when you're in a hotel, though, is there? When you're you a just kid. Get, you when just you're a kid. You in and you know, grab whatever when you want. When you're a kid, freshly it made omelets is just be- the best day ever. Yep. When you can just keep going back to the thing, because the folks go, knock yourself out on the smorgasbord, all you can eat. Yep. And you go to the one thing that you're never allowed to have. Yeah, that's it. Go yeah, for it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. no, totally agree. Like that really creamy potato salad stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I t- I tell you, I tell you the one, and I, I don't know. There was never a salad leaf to be seen oh, on a plate at Smorgies. There's nothing green except a frog, right. <laughs> a lolly frog. I tell you the one thing, and I, I still, I, I think I need to go and see a psychologist because I've got, um, I have an absolute aversion. You've only got to, you've only got to say the words chocolate fountain, oh. and I just about keel over yeah. in in sickness. I the I can't look at them. I can't talk about them. I can't visualise oh, them. This is a mountain lava and with I, chocolate melted it just chocolate out. out the, like yes. I don't eat a lot of chocolate, right? Yeah. So I mean, you get a Cadbury bar of chocolate, sort of you know, normal yeah. size, a couple of credit card size or something. I don't. That would be my year's intake of chocolate. Oh, really? Well, I'm not yeah, chocolate. We're big on chocolate. I I, I like it. I'm, but I'm a savoury man, right? You, do, you Put, like, do you like chocolate mousse? Uh, yeah, no, I don't mind chocolate mousse. I mean, there were chocolate things that I'll eat, but I'm, I'm not... Would you, you know. have chocolate topping on your vanilla ice cream? Oh, I used to as a kid. Yes. Yeah, no, and a lot of you it. You like a chocolate yeah. top? I used to have chocolate topping on top of my... Um, uh, my special K. <laughs> That's just uh, going a bit overboard. Well, that was before they invented rice bubbles that tasted like a chocolate milkshake. Right. I was just ahead of my time. Just ahead of your <laughs> Very good. That or chocolate quick I used to put on the top. Chocolate quick <laughs> or oval tea. <laughs> oval tea, Milo. <laughs> but the chocolate fountain no. just absolutely rocks my world. Do you know, I'm, I don't know why. I'm, I'm a bit... I've, Have you I've, got something that I've, does that to you? I've largely got iron guts. But yeah. I just don't like... Um, condensed milk. Yeah, right. You know, well, it's the same milk, same sort of milk. thing, it's though, just, right? It's, it's just, just it's just not quite right. It's like hot. I don't mind cream and all that stuff. I can drink a hot chocolate, but the thought of that fountain of warmish You're chocolate. Just thinking of the smorgies chocolate fountain. I don't know what it was. Maybe I, maybe I maybe I had my head dunked in one. You know, when I was a young quite kid. possible. <laughs> But I just can't do it, and my family thing is hilarious. And of course, are you, are you, are you, a chocolate fountain for you? Are you, the, you, are you the same with the champagne fountain? Oh no, no, that's okay. Right, just a fountains per se that you're yeah. concerned no, about. No, you know, I mean, I could probably go to Europe and look at lots of fountains. But right, you, you, the Trevi fountain doesn't cause you no, any trauma. Trevi's fine. Right. Um, okay. But the Cadbury so it's just not fountains it, per se. It, no, it's just you, when you when you it's merge the, them it's with the, the chocolate, the oozing of the chocolate. So you like the, your chocolate in a in a hard. I could format. I could have I could have, eat a chocolate ice cream, but whatever it is, and my oh, and maybe this is maybe I got it from my father. My father could eat a a, a piece of uh, God rest his soul. He could eat a piece of uh, sliced cheese, but you melt that cheese. 
and he would just about knock you through the wall. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. So and, not a fan and, of the cheese toast. So he, he would eat a cheese slice, yes. but you get that cheese slice and put it on a piece of bread and shove it under the toaster and make cheese on toast, which is beautiful, by the way, which I love. Um, he would go sideways. Really? He could never eat the cream cheese. So you know, maybe the, the Uzi Gush is a genetic so make, trait. He, well, I don't know. But uh, and then parmesan cheese was the other one. He, he said he's never smelled anything worse in his entire life. I love parmesan cheese, though. That's that's in our list that we did a while back of yeah. things that smell terrible but taste great. Tastes great. Did you did you have baked beans today? No, but I had them through the week in honour of you mentioning it. Oh, so this morning, did you try my Worcester? Did you try my? Um, I didn't. My onions? I, I didn't have any just, onions, just but I but I thought about it and and saluted you yeah. and uh, just to jazz it up. But but no, what I did this morning. Uh, you ever done yourself scrambled eggs in the microwave? No, no. You need to be on this. No, tram. I'm very 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 no. touchy feely with no. those. I tell you what, give it just give it a go for my sake. Right. So here's the go: two eggs, yeah. little splash of milk. Nicely whisked up in a reasonable sort of a bowl. Yeah. One minute thirty. Yeah. Take it out, yeah. and it'll still be a bit wet, and but it's starting to form. Around it goes again. Back in for another minute thirty. Tell me how those eggs are. Well, it only takes two minutes to scramble them in a pan. Yeah, no. but then you've got to clean that. That's that's a pain in the oh, come So, <laughs> come. so I've got the two pieces of toast today. So I've had the little tin of the uh, the baked beans, the, you know, the barbecue ones. Then the woozy sauce goes in, and then uh, the toast comes out, so the, uh, the scrambled egg goes on one. Oh, you've had the, the breakfast be- of churpies. Beans on the other, and then a bit more woozy on the eggs, yeah. just to make sure, no, with a bit of uh, cracked pepper and salt. And see, I'd only just go there with a bit of a sprinkle of chilli flakes. Oh, would you, on the eggs? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, see, there's chilli and woozy. Chilli scrambled eggs is a thing. Yes, right? I know it is. Yes. And if you chop up chilli and a bit of spring onion, and whack yeah. that through your scrambled eggs, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, no, no, totally. No, got you. No, I'm on that tram. Mate, it's only three and we're on food again. <laughs> What's going on with you today? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I thought I've about run, you as I was having my... I've run out of food items. I was thinking about you as I was having my baked beans going, I wonder whether the, he's, he's sharing this delight with me this it's, morning. It's a good, it is a good thing. <laughs> it is. Um, now, yes, I need to get this off my chest. Oh. Um, no, no, it's just that I just love this idea. Okay. This is an article called Chip Off the Old Block. Right. So what's happening is this, there's a golf tournament. Yes. And fathers and sons are playing together. Right. In, in said golf tournament. Yes. So Tiger Woods yeah. is caddying for his son Charlie, oh. who's 11. Oh. So it's a, it's, a, it's a PNC championship at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando this, the week before Christmas, and it's basically... It's official tournament. It's father son. So he uh, he's caddying for his son Charlie, who exhibits uh, some talent. Right. Um, but you really wouldn't want to be Tiger's son, you would you? Playing, making your way no. in the golf arena. No. But uh, good luck to the young man. No. Um, so he's he's, um, he's he's decided now is the time for his, for young Charlie to step into the spotlight for a family challenge that's being broadcast on NBC and the Golf Channel. Of course. <laughs> Of course it is. is. 36-hour scramble featuring 20 major champions playing alongside a family member. So others lined up to partner with their sons include Greg Norman and his son. Yeah, right. Padraig Harrington and his son. Gary Player is playing with his grandson. Wow. Anika Sorensen's teaming up with her father. Bernard Langer is playing with his 19-year-old son, Jason. Gee. Um, Who else else is playing? Just... 
Justin Thomas, no, Justin Thomas not playing. Um, oh, there's a few others playing. There's, oh, there's, does, quite, there's, there's does, quite a few, there's 20 of them. Does the bear have a son? I don't know. The bear's probably got grandchildren. Yeah. But, but um, I think that would be a good little tournament to watch. Uh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Awesome. Brilliant to go and see these young kids yeah. going around with their old man. Imagine being able to see it live. Yeah. yeah. How good would that be? Yeah, yeah. It would be pretty cool. So I love that. Yep. The, um, he said, this is Justin Thomas, the world number three, his friend of the Woods family. He said, Charlie's a bit of a chip off the, chip off the old block. After going... Over to Charlie at last year's master, he was met with the withering greeting, Oh, look, the guy who can't putt. He's <laughs> so, got a bit of his old man's lip about him as well. Oh, too funny. So uh, there you go. So look out for that. That'll be the week before Christmas. Um, you, you, you know, you just have to Google that, find out where it's on. That would be a bit of fun. We should uh, we'll definitely keep track of that. That would be something <laughs> very, see, very Tiger Woods is a caddy. That, now, and that's just inspired me um, to have a thought about uh, another father-son project. What about if I gave you the names Dacos? Oh, yes. And on one side of the ledger was Dacos Senior. Yes. The other side of the ledger was Dacos Juniors times two. was a new one, Nick, isn't there? Oh, I think there's three of them now, isn't there? Three. Right, okay. uh, and then you have the likes of um, Brown that used to play at, uh, at Collingwood, and his son is now going around. Who's yes, Gavin, Gavin Brown and his son um, something his, Brown. His son's, uh, his son's good. Uh, who's the Bulldogs play? I see you got the Libertores. Yes. There's the another there, There's another one over at uh, Foots, uh, Scotty West, and his son is a bit of a gun. Yep. Scotty yep. West. Yep. But, so imagine the uh, fathers versus sons AFL style for a little exhibition match. That would have to be... Um Modified rules, shall we say? Uh, do you think so? But <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought that oh, man, it'd, it'd be old uh, man have to get out of their Zimmer frame. It'd be <laughs> it'd be interesting to see. Well, I mean, they still play that silly old game on Channel Nine with half those blokes that you know are getting in their fifties and goodness knows what. But half of them are quite fit still. <laughs> but well, they still play the, um, the legends game. Legends, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Sort of stuff, yeah. So if you had legends versus the you know the roosters or something, or <laughs> that'd be good. So even just two quarters. In just a, for the E.J. Witten game, just, maybe. Or something just like as that. a little exhibition piece somewhere. Yeah. Just to watch the old yeah. man just, ha- have rings run around them just, by the young Just kids. give him a bit of notice. It'll be a bit of well, it'd be a bit of fun. And you just go, oh, I never realised Dakes has actually got three boys. And yeah. Brownie's got two. And, you know, so-and-so. I didn't even know he had a, a, a teenage son. And it'd be interesting to do that exercise of how many father-sons and sons playing now. There are in 2021 next year, for example. Challenge for you. Yeah, all right. So I've got to find out who they are. So, look, I do want to get three more songs in on this last <laughs> uh, because We digress. Because, no, well, I do because no. I, I want to get a few, a few of these. So we'll get one away now. Good. Let's um, do another this one. This is uh, the last the track Ooh. on side A before you flip it over. So is this track eight or something? Track eight. Ah. Um, and it's a great song. I yeah. think you'll re- remember this I'm and I sure. think you'll bop along to this. Certainly I, I will. To this. <laughs> okay.
remember that one, Scotty. Is that 10cc? No. Nah, Who is it? It's Backman is it? Turner Overdrive. Ah, uh, righto. Okay. I had yes. 10cc in my head for no, some that's reason. that's Randy Backman and his brother Tim. Sorry, I'm not paying Robbie. any. I'm not paying any attention to you. I know. I've just put a menu in. You've front just of you. you've just flung me a menu, right? <laughs> I mean, you you. You know, this, is, this you know, is for our Christmas break up. This uh, is a Christmas party. Yes. Um, and you know I'm a bit partial to the men's, you know, men's Olympics. It's uh, uh, the, the men's 100 trolleys. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you've just flung, you've just flung me a menu that I'm actually going to go and frame. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> oh, that's magnificent. Anyway, we're we'll, uh, we're we'll, we'll talk about week. that when we come back next year. But uh, we're going to go do that. That's brilliant. Um, so, uh, apropos of nothing, yes. Um, I, I, did you know that we're going to have an airport link now? Yes, only forty years too late. Well, it's actually fifty years uh, later than <laughs> it should have been. Um, so it's, it's only taken this long, and it's taken Dan and ScoMo to agree. Yep. But this thing still doesn't yep. start for another two years. Yeah, twenty twenty. And it'll be completed just in time for my retirement when I won't need to go to the airport. So again. is that twenty thirty two? Is it ten year build or twenty thirty or something like that? Eight year build. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Should have happened twenty years ago. But anyway, move on. At least it's happening, which is good. Good for us. Has there always been the speculation, and I've never got to the bottom of this, that when they designed the airport, there is actually. The, the bones yeah, they, they, of a of a rail station under, underneath the airport correct. in anticipation that it was, this was going to happen 30, 40 years ago. That's exactly right. Right. So it's taken successive governments doing nothing. Well done, mm. government. Well done, well done, them. Yeah, them. Um, this is a serious bit, but I loved it, and I thought I'd bring it to your attention because um, Russell Howcroft's behind it, as yes. I like, as, as Sally Cappies. Yep. This is a new festival of business plan yep. to bring bright minds into... Melbourne City. So, look, it's loosely based on what happens at Austin, Texas, which is, a, as you know, is a remarkable town that I love. You do. But they have a thing called South by Southwest there. And yep. South by Southwest isn't just music. It's about technology. Um, it's about people bringing their great ideas and the intersection of great ideas and capitalism. So yep. it's it's a, a whole week or two around people from various industries descending on the town to, to attend lectures, uh, hear stories. Um, there's a lot of TED Talks and all that sort of stuff go on around it. Yep. And Russell's trying to bring that bid to what he calls, back to what he calls the grid, which is Melbourne's grid of streets. Yep. And he wants something happening in every grid. Grid. Um, right. Within the city. Yep. And he's thinking that he, the lead-in events will be at the conclusion of the Australian Open every year. Right. For, starting in a couple of years' time. Right. And organisers will use that as a sweetener to get other globally recognised entrepreneurs to Melbourne. So is that they can present actually... present their latest ideas and technologies. So now they can actually come to a conference and write off the cost of the tennis. So what's, it's, it's smart, right? <laughs> So they come. Yes. And they, all the great minds come. And then obviously the capitalism comes. So it's a share economy. It's sustainable energy. It's the Internet of Things. It's all the stuff that's going to be future because he wants to... Get Melbourne back to what its former glory was back in the 1800s when it was the marvellous Melbourne, right? Yeah, right. So um, he's thinking about all the branding on that, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea because South by, uh, South West, brings thousands of visitors each, each year right. um, to explore the latest in movies, music, technology, all that sort of uh, forward-thinking sort of stuff. Yep. So he wants to, uh, to kick that off in Melbourne. And I couldn't think of anything better to reinvigorate the city, yep. because the city has died this year. Yep, um, big time. And it would bring a lot of love and attention to the city, a lot of people. It would help the whole hospitality sector, the hotel sector, all of that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, but also 
continue the redevelopment of the art scene. So uh, good on him. I like I like Russell. I think he's a terrific yep. guy. Yep. Um, so there's quite a few people joining as sponsors. Obviously, Visit Victoria, City of Melbourne, Nine, I think, are in it, and a few others. So that's uh, that's on underway as a thought process. So I just wanted to. Add my considerable weight to nudge it along <laughs> uh, a little bit. I'll tell you what I like about what you just said, though, that makes absolutely the, the most sense of all time uh, is the cross-pollination of, say, tech and music yep. and food and art, given that you might, you might go to a conference and it's just all about tech. Whereas you go, well, do you know what? I, I'm going to go for a week, but I'm doing two days in tech or a yeah, day and a half in tech. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the music scene. I want to know about renewable energy, and yeah. you know, so I'm going to go and spend some time in there. Um, you know, travel. There might be some you know, advancements in travel, and so yeah, make make it this montage and, and, of. And what it does is is I've I've, I've been to Austin for a music festival, but but a good a good friend of mine goes every year for South by. Right. It's the intersection of all of that. Yes. So you're getting artistic people there, yep. futurists, you get yep. technologists, you've got obviously capitalists, you've but you know, you you've got a real vibe going for two weeks, there's stuff happening all the time. But, and it and it it'd make Moomba look like, you know But <laughs> I could it but I could but it would be fabulous. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. jump in over the top no. of you. Um uh, I'm excited about what you're saying and because I can imagine that there would be some new ideas and new things that come out of that yeah. collage of, of great minds sharing interests going, you know what, why can't there be an application that's going on over there? Why can't that work over there in that sector or with that idea? It's, or It's exactly you what know, happened. It's that, I mean, it's that melting pot of great minds. The initial funding of Twitter came from South by Southwest. Is that right? You know, that, that all those sort of technologies, not that I'm saying that's, that this is an example. Yep. But um, if you get enough for the right people who are smart, yep. with people who've got smart money, yep. together for a week where they can really pull things apart. <laughs> I mean, wow. It would be a great event. Say, and as a, as a Melbourneian, yep. it would probably be, and we, we've got a lot of great events, you know, yep. sport-related yep. mainly, but this would be, I think, a culturally significant global event. I mean, you imagine, I mean, you, you could almost get to a point where, you know, if the tennis was sort of happening in and around the time that it would, you'd almost sort of bundle up a, a golf Tennis Grand Prix, Grand Prix, yeah. or my, you know, they they this, and people come this. here for a month and then yeah. they attend these other things outside of you know, in between those events. And you go, the month of Melbourne, you know, it'd be amazing, mm. yeah, love right. it. So, there you go. Well, Russell, I think, is the right sort of chap to have uh, just to move along and give of, it some promotion, part of that process, absolutely. No. So I just thought, wanted to uh, mention that because I good think, on um, you. I like good ideas. Like that. you do like good ideas. Mm. You do, and uh, and maybe may I use that as a segue then? Yes. Uh, to uh, don't worry about your hoverboard. Um, you know, it, it'll come. It'll come one day. It'll with come big, out of that sort of it'll, meeting. Yeah, yeah, but it'll come with a big bow on it one day to your house. Oh, You'll, nice. it, it'll turn up. Um, so I've got something here that uh, caught my eye when uh, I read uh, the headline saying uh, paying by cash or by car. Sir. <laughs> really? So not car de, C A R. Australians could be splashing cash, uh, splashing cash, with the touch of a finger, by the end of uh, by the end of the decade, and using their car to make payments even sooner. A new report predicts. Uh, financial software company FIS found seventeen percent of Australians were interested in having a chip 
implanted in their fingers to make cash transactions easier. <laughs> I still got you? <laughs> Not sure. Yeah, no, but, I've, I'm... I'm yeah, keep going. Yeah. The global survey, which included more than 1,000 Australian respondents, also found 30% of those polled locally were interested in using their car to make payments, such as when at the petrol pump. So you actually don't even get out of your car. So how does your car make a payment? Uh, how does your watch make a payment? Oh, so it would have some embedded stuff. It would be embedded stuff through Bluetooth. Okay. I can only imagine. Um, so... Don't have to get out of your car, and then you go through the drive-through for get some nibblies and food. Again, Scan, scans your just car. Just don't touch your wallet. It, 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 it's got a chip somewhere in your car that gets. It's probably in the roof. It gets read by a sensor that's in the drive-through, and it goes whooshka. Bit like your um, your toll road thing. Why not? Yeah. Why not? So, um, so that's. Uh, this Mister Pomford said implant technology should be rolled out before the end of the decade. But paying by car was much closer to reality. So, again, you know what? At some point, they do want to stick something in us, don't they? I mean, a chip of something that to be able to read something, to be able to... I don't know what it is. I mean, there's, I, I guess there's stuff there now. I mean, you know, my dad had a pacemaker, so they just used to put a thing on the outside and had a chip inside, and they could actually read what was going on and tune it up and, you know, do whatever they needed to. So, um, mate, at some point, we're going we, we're gonna, to we're gonna have something. <laughs> you know, it might be embedded into your fingernail. I don't yeah, know. Look, but, I, I wasn't but, going to do this one today, but I've got a whole bit on robots. Oh, have you? I do. Oh, no. well, well, that's a nice segue we'll then. We'll do that. We'll do some robots. We'll, got um, some, you've, got to, you've got to play. Uh, uh, we're going to take a break. Better take an ad before we and, get in trouble. Uh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> take an ad. And, and then what we'll do after the ad. Another song? Uh, side B. Oh, Side B. Side B. Come. We've, we've flipped it over. Yep. We're over we've, now. The, the stylus has returned its, to its cradle. Yes. And we've stopped the turntable moving. Yes. And we've picked it up by hand and flipped it over to side B. Yes. We've restarted the the device that makes it go around. We've oh. picked up the stylus and we're about to lob it onto track track four. Oh, do you know what I also loved? Do, do you know you realise you've done this? You're saying all those people that were 1975 are now 45 years of age. Yes. And you're playing at 45. Ah. Uh. Hey, see, see? <laughs> how, how are we going? Right. A word from our uh, great supporters on the station, and then in, into this song, and you will, you will, you will turn it up right in your wheelhouse. Turn right it up, up right you up. will lap this next one. Okay, up. all right, good one. Hi, my name is Christine Anu. I'm an Australian singer, actress. One of my tips that I'd give for lung health that I use for myself would be any breathing exercises, all of the breathing exercises, not just any but all of them, from meditation to yoga to Pilates, all of the things that require you to breathe with every movement to then go on and produce your best quality of work. For more lung health tips, visit justonebreath.com.au. Southern FM is celebrating 30 years on air. Here's another highlight. Hello there, this is Bruce Mitchell. I'm a basketball reporter on the Sunday sports show on 88.3 Southern FM, and I've been doing it for 30 years. I noticed an advertisement in the Moorabbin Standard calling for people wanting to put their sporting programs on air. This was in a trial period from June 1990 and the trial period went through till the 14th of November 1990 when 88.3 were granted their licence. 
Promoting local basketball and for the community, especially juniors, has seen a growth in the sport. Highlights from my show have been interviews with the Australian Boomers coach, Andre Lamanis, and Brian Gorgian, who is the new coach of the Australian Boomers. Coverage is focused usually on the South East Australian Basketball League, which is where I got my start in media. It's been my pleasure to be involved with 88.3. Southern FM and I hope to continue for a few more years to come. Good luck and good basketball. Thank you for listening to 88.3, the sounds of the Bayside and the sounds in sporting of the local communities which include basketball and cricket of course and football. Hope to talk to you again soon. Listen to all our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30 On FM, online and on TuneIn 24-7. This is 88.3 Southern FM.
love Clapton, Scotty. I'm going to say, uh, I reckon Beefy might have heard it from here. Yeah. He's uh, one of his great mates, but oh, he's uh, he's just a superstar. He's a superstar, uh, Richard Clapton. We'd like, we'd, Clapton. We're big favourite in our house, yep. no. Richard Clapton. Yeah. Girls on the Avenue there. I'm an island. Goodbye, Tiger. Yep. You know, Hearts on the Night. Oh, he's, he's had a million he's, uh, good songs, that bloke. He's very talented. Very, very talented. And again, I think we put him into the um, the timeless barrel. Oh, timeless. I think he goes into our timeless tube. Timeless. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, all the way back yeah. in 1975. That's very good. For the Clapton boy. Very good. Hey, um, can I share um, Can I share uh, one of the best examples of Dirty Pool I've seen for oh, a yeah, long time? Sure, go. I don't think I've told you about this before. Right, dirty I'm, Pool. Yeah, this is, uh, this is just uh, actually quite... Song. By Jason and the Scorchers. It's actually quite. Dirty it's pool. actually quite brilliant. Um, it's called. Uh, it's a finger licking feud. Uh, right. I, don't, I don't know if you saw this. No, I haven't. So um, uh, I'll I'll have to name names because it really puts it into context, right? right? So uh, no names, no pack drill. But for the purpose of this, to keep it remotely interesting, yes. <laughs> um, I need to. So Burger King, um, a burger chain grilled. Has flipped the bird, flipped the bird <laughs> at, at? at fast food giant KFC right. with a cheeky stunt to promote. Just careful, cheeky stunt to promote the launch of its healthy fried chicken HFC. HFC, right? In a campaign to support that the new, would be an oxymoron. Yeah, healthy well, fried chicken. So, in a campaign to support the new menu uh, items launch. The fast food chain boldly positioned trucks outside KFC stores in Sydney, mm. Melbourne, uh, Sydney and Melbourne on Tuesday, featuring billboards with the message, Dear KFC employee, you get free HFC. The caveat written underneath a picture of the HFC bites is... Employees of Kentucky Fried Chicken can only redeem the free offer at Grilled if they're wearing their KFC uniform. (laughs) Posters have been pinned outside stores declaring everyone deserves HFC. And don't eat the dirty bird. Oh, the dirty bird. <laughs> the dirty bird. Well, that's my, my kids. So, my, my, my kids are partial to a bit of KFC. Yeah. Late at night. Yeah. And they call it the dirty the bird. The dirty bird. So it's actually referred to as the... But I just thought that was brilliant. You They're can, getting cheeky, aren't they? Oh, didn't yeah. we have the thing with the, um, the Hungry Jacks doing the Big Jack? Yeah, the Big Jack. And then you've and had, I told you I did the taste test. Oh, did you? Yes. No, you didn't tell me I that. I did, I did. How was it? Well, the Big Jack's better. Better than the Big Mac. Is it? Yes. Did it taste like a Big Mac? It tastes exactly the same, it's, except it's bigger. Oh, really? Yes. Have they still got it? Is it still running? Don't, Are don't, they? Man, it was a once-off. It's probably the only once-a-year thing for me. Because the other one was, uh, wasn't there some bloke... That, Tasted exactly the same. Well, wasn't there some bloke that had a store called McDonald's as well? And he and yeah. Macca's tried to... Well, that was took, back in the day. Yeah, but yeah, there was something around that. But uh, yeah, no, they don't mind having a good old... Uh, have a go at each yeah, other. Yeah, go at each Remember other. the soft lot? drink companies used to have a crack at each other like that? Yeah, yeah. The Pepsi and the Coke. Lads. Yeah, they, yeah, well, that was a massive war, wasn't it, for years and, and years and, and, and years. I think Hungry, what's it, the Big Mac people, McDonald's, yeah. um, they sued unsuccessfully um, to stop them with the Big Jack. I did. Oh, they were yes, unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. Yeah, well, I can't call it the Big Jack. Yeah, yeah. Risen. It's Hungry Jacks. They're just trying to protect their patch. you got a Big Mac at, at, trying at, to protect their patch. And um, now it's HS, 
HFC, healthy fried healthy chicken. fried chicken, oxymoron yeah. versus the dirty bird versus the dirty bird. A finger licking. So food. I just thought that was magnificent. I you like that. Come and get as mu- load your car up as much as you want, as long as, long as, as you're, you're wearing, wearing the colonel's, <laughs> colonel's uniform, <laughs> and you can imagine there might be the odd photo there taken. Might be the odd photo taken. Of you. <laughs> Correct. That's so funny. I reckon that was good, dirty pool. Good dirty pool. From, like the, from the dirt, not from the dirty bird. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I was just going to show you yeah. part of your story about the car. Yeah, so and back the on food cash. again. So we've almost had a yeah. whole food day today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, now I was reading an article about this guy who's an inventor. Yes. Jordan. Yes. No names. Yep. Um, he um he's th- he's invented a mind controlled wheelchair and an eye controlled computer program. Really. So. For people that are wheelchair bound, instead of having to use whatever um, hand or whatever, yep. he, he can. He's got chips in the mind. He can. They can drive it with just thinking about it. Really? And an eye controlled computer game. He's a brilliant kid. He's he's in his thirties. Right. Um. So he's got. A, he's built a lot of avatars. I don't know if you know what an avatar is. It's kind of like a fake you. It's an online sort of yep thing. Yep. Um. But he's using it for people that have got say dementia or live alone and yep. need company. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you can yeah. program you know, people to have chats with you and all wow. that sort of stuff. Um, so he loves robots, obviously, this guy, but he doesn't like anything that's got the military application. You showed me that scary clip of that oh. thing that shoots, shoots, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, frightening. Yeah, so that. he doesn't like that. Yep. But he thinks bomb diffusing, good for bomb yeah, diffusing, brilliant. things like that. Um, Working in rubble where dangerous situations, Terrific. earthquakes. Yep. And, yep. Put them put in there. Yep. Um but he said, uh, he asked this very, it was a very interesting question. He said, has the pandemic changed our relationship with technology? Because people have been forced to use it in a different way. Yeah. And he said, look, it doesn't replace human connection, but it can augment it. He said, there are many positive yes. human benefits of having robot companions, robotic playmates, robotic avatars. He said, this is an area that will move into aged care. Yes. Even palliative care. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, having a robot sit there and get to know you, remember you, not caring if it has to repeat itself, having a conversation to keep people sharper. Yep. It's got a lot of application yep. in memory loss and that stuff. So yep. I think that's 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 incredible. Um, with no fatigue. With no fatigue <laughs> and not answering the same question. Yep. Just keep going. Yep. Yep. Keep people company. Um, and it'll remember things for you and all that stuff. Yep. And then he said, he was asked this question, which I think, oh, I love this stuff, futurist stuff. <laughs> um, what will the world look like 20 years from now? And to your point, he said, we'll be using things like artificial intelligence, robotics, and biomedical technology as tools we can connect our bodies to. Yeah. So we're already going into this place where biology and technology merge. Yeah. So we've got fitness trackers today, yeah. for example, and it'll become more seamless in our lives. To yeah. your point, we'll yeah. have a little chip in our fingernail no or whatever. Question. Yeah. He said, what happens to privacy along the way? And I've just watched last night that social dilemma that you put, put oh, me on to. You like so, it? Oh. Hey? Oh, How scary is that? I deleted Twitter last night. How scary is that? And I'm going to have a good look at Facebook as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yep. he said there's a trade-off. In Australia, we tend to be more closely guarded about data privacy than other countries. Yeah. But some types of data that can be used to give you insights into your health are very useful. So he said if... Prevent a heart attack, if, if things cholesterol. Can read, can, yes, if they can read your body, if they can... He said, if you had... He said... This was his final question. It's a great question. Yeah. He said, if you had the opportunity to give up some of your data privacy for an extra 20 years of life, oh. maybe you might take it. Oh, you could have my left arm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of defeats <laughs> the point. <laughs> but, um, but you could have one of my kidneys. If you could have stuff like, not just for paying for things, but stuff embedded in you that could monitor, obviously, people blood pressure or you might have yep. measure your cholesterol 
yep. or your early warning signs for any form of disease, yep. that's where technology can really play a part. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, if somebody said, you know, that we're 99% sure that by swallowing this little chip or we're going to cut you open and we're going to in, turn, insert it into your bone yeah. and, you know, we need to run a couple little wires to join some things up but you know, effectively sort of wire you up. But then just to be able to get your iPhone and scan across the top and they go, hang on a minute, your red blood cell, sound, uh, your red cell blood count's 2% off. Yeah. You know, and go just, see the doctor. Well, do it yourself. Yeah. You know, just to sort of check, and and then you, and then your results go to your doctor, and your mm. doctor goes, "Hey, that's not a good sign. You better come and see me tomorrow." I mean, that's surely that's where that's it, where it's it, going. It's, it's got to it's got to go so there. Going. So, I think my take out of that show yesterday, and it was interesting, but um, it's they need more regulation, massively. They need regulation because they're the only. Um, companies in the world that aren't regulated. Phone companies are regulated more than yeah. these things. So it, that's what I took out of it. They've got to be more regulated. And if they could turn their great minds yep. to things that just don't aren't in the pursuit of money, yep. that are paid perhaps like this guy's on to in the pursuit of extending the quality of human life, that yep. would be a nice change. Well, but, if, if you think, you know, and, and you and I have discussed this ad nauseum lately, and, and, you know, and that's why I told you to watch the social media bit. So if you think of the technology that's gone into this device, and I'm holding up my iPhone, iPhone 11 or 12 or whatever it is, if you think what this can now do, and all the things that we start to see in here that we now realise are not by chance at all, it's because they can listen to us, they know who we are, they literally know what we smell like. Um, if you think how that technology can be reverse engineered yeah. for good, for good, in that, hey, we'd still use them and buy them. We'd probably but, buy more. But of them you know what? You know, when, when can it pick up that my breathing's changed? And that something might be going on, and I get this little alert. Are you okay? You know, do, do, can we just check your temperature? You know, pop your phone next to your ear. You know, temperatures. You know, you got a bit of a spike there. So, how do you use all that stuff they know about us to find out stuff that's good for us to know? Yeah. When, from a health perspective, is is where I'm coming from, um, and not the fact that I'm now going to see four thousand ads for Chinese restaurants because I've read your menu. <laughs> I'll, and you will. And I'll tell you what, I'll report back if I do. I'll be interested to see what comes up on my phone tomorrow morning now that I've read from the Teo Dumplings Takeaway menu. I've just been yelling that into my phone so they make sure they can hear me. All right. Now, staying on technology, yes. I think it's a fascinating topic. Food tech day. Yeah, it's a tech day, a tech day and a bit of food thrown in. <laughs> um, there's a new satellite. Um, yes. That's set to lift off uh, today. Yes. Um, and it's a joint initiative by a European and US space agency. Yes. And it is specifically designed to measure sea level rise. I read it. Um, tracking changes threatening to disrupt tens of millions of, of, of lives. What, what I did not realise in reading through this article, so, you know, it's going up, payloads into space, boom, shakalaka, boom. Yep. And it's going to monitor sea levels. Yep. But um, there are 800 million people on the Earth yep. that live within five metres of sea level. How frightening is that? That's a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Living in yep. low-level sort of environments. So, yep. um, obviously, they're subject to 
you know, they're threatened by high tides and storm surges and sea level rises. So yep. um, if they get a bit of advance notice yep. um, of, of incremental changes, then, then that's a good thing. So um, they're going to circle the planet the same orbit and they're going to measure um, sea levels over over from mapping data from three decades, decades ago um, to today and they're going to map 95% of, of the Earth's ice-free ocean every 10 days. Yep. How no, good, how good yeah, is that? Yeah, that. I mean... It's amazing. And and that that will just then, um, I suppose, reinforce the uh, the, uh, the thoughts around the naysayers of um, global warming. Oh, you know. yeah. Well, it's, it's not going down; it's going up. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? yeah, correct. And the other one next to it, yeah, I, I'm always fascinated by this. You know, the have you heard of the Marinas, or the Mariana Trench? Yes, it's uh, almost one of the deepest trenches in the world. Well, it is, and and it's it's um it's in the middle of the Pacific somewhere. Yep. Um, it's deeper than Mount Everest is high. Yep. Everest is about, what, 8,400, metres or something? Well, this is 10,000 metres below sea level. Last time I checked, that's 10 kilometres. It's 10 kilometres. That's a long way. It's a long way. Yep. Um, so China has live-streamed footage of its new manned submersible, which is down the bottom there, 10 k's down, um, having a good look around. And um, water pressure, water pressure at the floor of the Mariana Trench is eight tonnes per square inch. Yep. It's about a thousand times the atmospheric pressure at sea level. I think... It would crush most things. Yes. But they've found that the place is teeming with with life down there. Yeah, yeah. But mainly, mainly invertebrates. Well, I was going to say they don't, some, they don't have spines or anything. There'd be, be some like, crazy stuff down there. They'd be crazy there. looking things. Yeah, I mean, so there's some real sea creatures going well, on. Well, if down they want there. some inspiration for some creatures for movies, just go spend a week down, down there. there. Yeah. Hey, um, and I'm asking. That'd be spooky down there, wouldn't it? Be dark. I tell you what. So there's two parts to that for me. One is um, well done, uh, Rutsy. Congratulations. You're going down. Yeah. Ten kilometres. Uh, and as you say, uh, and my question to you is, and I don't know the answer, something in the back of my head says when you get in these depths and, you know, you, you just get crushed like a, a tin oh, yeah. can, right? Head, head just but I in. think what happens is the further you go, it gets to a point where you don't get crushed, it explodes. Oh. So something else happens at a, at a certain depth whereby you don't get the mush can, you get the yeah, other way. The other way. Wow. Now, I could be completely wrong with that, but I Mate, just don't got ever this. let a facts get in the way of don't a Don't let the facts get in the way of a dumb question. That's hey? right. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, yes. But that's, um, no, that, I, I'm, that's I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'll be, I, all the Jacques Cousteau stuff, yeah. like I loved, I, I love watched it. the Attenborough stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah. And, uh, I'm right up for it. No, I love it. Now, um, a break and our final song. Snappo. Final song. Final song. Um, side two, side B. Yes. Track eight. The last oh. song on the album. We had track eight on side A. We, we did, because I like I like, <laughs> I like flipping the albums up, you see. So I like the last track. Love it, man. After, if you leave the needle go too long after the last track, you get that thump, 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 as it bumps into the label. Back in a sec. When it comes to food safety and protecting yourself and your family from getting sick, how many times a day do you think you should wash your hands? Twice a day? Three times a day? Maybe five times? 
What if I said you should always wash your hands after using the toilet or changing a nappy, after blowing your nose, after touching animals, and before handling, preparing, and eating food? How many times a day would it be now? Food safety, it's in your hands. For more information, visit foodsafety.asn.au. Are illegal drugs being produced in your neighbourhood? Cold and flu treatments can be altered chemically to make amphetamines with higher risk of explosion and fire, endangering all neighbours. Does a property have discarded packaging from flu capsules? Are there covered windows with high security? Are there strong chemical smells such as ammonia or aniseed? If you suspect drug activity, phone Crime Stoppers 1-800-333-000 and give the details. You don't have to give your name and you'll make your community safer. Southern FM's 30th anniversary is this month. Can you believe it? Celebrate our highlights. Visit southernfm.com.au forward slash 30.
I'll tell you what. Uh, Cole came in at the start of the show and turned my volume down. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to turn it down even more because I was going to launch then. That is the highlight of today, musically, for me. That is absolute. I've got you air-guitaring your head off on video. That'll be up on social media before we know it. We just they were the great band of oh, air-guitar, too. man, oh, uh, man. The that great status quo. Just, oh, gosh. Yeah. Before they cheapened themselves by selling it to Coles. Which oh, really yeah, cheapened yeah, it, which, yeah, but that's yeah, a great it? song. I had a couple it's, like that. It's a cracking good song. Down Down was a belter. They yep. obviously had Rockin' All Over the World. Rockin' All Over the World. Whatever you want. Yep, whatever you want. Those yeah. sort of ones. I reckon I, I reckon I had an album that had all of those tracks oh, uh, yeah. on it. I can't think of the name of the album now, but... Status, uh, yeah, status quite something, but um, no, fantastic music. So, uh, thank you for uh, stepping us through the uh, the magical seventies. That uh, was side B, track side eight of <laughs> Ripper seventy five. <laughs> Ripper seventy five. <laughs> That's just too good. Well, I'd, I'm not sure there's anything we can actually talk about that is remotely as upbeat as I've got one. as what that is. Last, I've got on? one. Last week, yeah. we spoke about how Kylie. Yeah, Yes, five decades. Five decades. Well, they've been matched Ah. by a couple of young, sprightly blokes called ACDC. Oh, they have too. So they put out an album the other week called Power Up, which I listened to in its entirety yesterday. Did you? Yes. And uh, it's it's not bad. Some interesting songs on it. Yep. So they have had the only Australian band to have had six chart-topping albums over... Um, five decades. Five decades. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Big shout out to our old f- fans, old and new. You're all you are and always have been our guiding inspiration. Said Angus Young at Sydney's Sony Music Headquarters. Yeah. So good on them, uh, mate. My my, uh, my youngest at fifteen. Get on uh, the Akadaka daughter. Truck. Absolutely cannot get enough of Akadaka. Yeah. She, well, uh, she's a little rock god. So. Yeah, they are. Again, we've said it a few times today, yeah. but they are living legends. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to play a bit of Akadaka in our last show next week, I reckon, just yeah. as uh, a mark of that. I'm not sure we should play Kylie, but um, maybe we could... Is there anything that Kylie's done that would get a gig, get a run on this show? Can't see it getting a run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Scotty, um, yes. sadly, yeah. um, it, oh dear. It's, uh, oh. I've been seeing Christmas decorations oh. in the shops. Yes. And I've been watching a lot of Christmas ads. Yeah. And I've been thinking about what to buy you for Christmas. <laughs> so I just wanted to check on whether, continuing our technology right. theme, yes. I wanted to see what gadgets you might have oh, right. already. Okay. Yes. And whether there were any of the following gadgets that I'm about to mention that you might be on your bucket list. Right. right. Okay. On my Santa list. So I'll start with smartphones. You've already shown me that you've got a... Yep. A, a, a smartphone, so I, th- smartphone. I, I take that as red, yep. and I see that it's not a budget smartphone, it's actually a top smartphone, so that's good. I just want to check, um, are you in possession of a laptop? Uh, yes, and can I, well, can I tell you, yes. I, I've recently uh, acquired an Apple Mac. An Apple Mac? Now, I've never... Uh, 13 inch Apple Mac Pro? I think it's, uh, or is it a bigger one? No, I think it's the Apple. I think it is the Apple yes. Pro. Uh, and I'd never used an Apple Mac before. Oh, haven't you? I've had one for several oh, years. Oh, man, oh, man. Has that been, a, that, that been a revelation? Oh, yeah, anyway, great. so yeah, tick. No, I'm, tick. I'm, so I'm, you're okay I'm, for I'm laptops. Mac, I'm Mac'd up. Yeah, I'm good have for laptops. Do you have a tablet? 
Um, well, my tablet this is... This would my... be an iPad or a Surface Pro X or uh, something well, like that. Well, no, it's been, um, it's, it's been usurped, I would think, by my phone. Well, I agree so, with you. I actually uh, have a work lap uh, tablet yeah, that I very rarely use. Yeah. I, I, I've got a tablet and I don't use it. Do you have a smart watch? Uh, no. No, I don't. You've got one that what just tells the time. Yeah, I've got one that tells the time. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, were you interested in one? Uh, Is this the one that can tell your blood pressure? In fact, I I tell a I'm I'm telling. I I think it's like a Fitbit or something. Well, then I tell a Porky because can did I tell you that I told you the story? I I bought like a Fitbit watch, Mm. but it wasn't very expensive, Mm. and it didn't turn up for some time, and I complained. Mm. A couple of days later, it turned up. A week later, another one turned up. So you've got two, one for either arm. And, and another week later, a third one turned up. I've got three of them. So if you put them all on the same wrist, I don't know. you're just I've tried three that. times fitter. Um, but, I, but, but it actually tells me uh, how far I've walked, my blood pressure. Uh, it's quite remarkable. So you do have one then? I do have one, yes. Yeah. Do you have any of these following smart home products? Yes. Do you have like one of those... Um, Speakers like a like a Alexi, Alexi, one of those. Yes, yes we do have one, one of those, those in the home. Do you have a an electric um, D-Bot vacuum cleaner? No, we 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 do. Oh, do you? Yes. How do you find it? Because in fact, I saw an ad it gets for one stuck today. on the rug within thirty. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so is it good for floorboards, mate? Yeah, it's good for floorboards, not for rugs. Right. Do you have um, ear buds? Yes, I do. And how ridiculously worthless have you found those? No, I've actually you well charged them every three minutes. No, I've actually got a very well-known German brand, but because of my shape of my ear, I couldn't go with the the traditional no, apple you've got bud. Non-traditional. Buds. So I've got ones that sort of fit in and got a little clip over the side, and I've actually got a little wire that runs between the two of them around the back, and I love them. Okay, they're very good. Very good. Yep. Um, okay, so do you have any of these other things? Do you have what sort of vacuum cleaner do you have? You uh, we have Dyson, Dyson, which is but but it's uh, but like a, a mini Dyson. It's not the it's not it's like the poverty pack Dyson. And this isn't for much. you. It's not directed at you, but it's yeah. directed at your bride. Does she have like a, a hair equipment, like a oh yes, sort of a hair twirler? Or well, a thing that makes the, your hair straight. Hair, hair straightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is something that caught my eye that you might not have. This yeah. is a, a Brewart beer droid. Um, Whoa. This is a droid that smartphone connected appliance that promises to create 10 litres of pub quality beer at home automatically and without CO2. So what? that caught my eye. Yeah. I mean, so I'll be doing some more investigation of that. Well, maybe I can buy this, you one and you can buy me one because I haven't got one of those either. This is, <laughs> this, this is finally where technology is heading into my wheelhouse. Wow. Yes. Do you uh, use cameras? Uh, on my phone. Okay, so you don't have any sort of um, fancy I've got, I've got some. Gear. I've got some old cameras right. that I've kept. What, one thing that did catch my eye that I might buy you is, is a, <laughs> a, a microphone. A microphone? Yes, like John Law's, <laughs> like a gold microphone, something like that. Hello, world. Hello, world. world. <laughs> um, in terms of headphones... I don't have a microphone. <laughs> so I know you've enjoyed the headphones in, in this studio. Yes. Do you own a pair of these type of headphones? Uh, no, but I've uh, I've got a voice that you've probably gathered uh, now after knowing me for as long as you have that can be a little bit loud sometimes. 
um, and that's because I've actually got some hearing issues, and um, I've, they've suggested in the household that I need to buy myself some wireless uh, noise-cancelling headphones so I can watch the TV at the volume that I'd like to watch it at, which deafens the rest of the family. It's a good idea, and, yeah. I, and I tell you what... Um, well, we can watch movies late at night when they're all asleep. You can watch YouTube, too, with your headphones on. Yeah. That's bloody good. Yeah, right. All right, so headphones... Okay, he, okay. Yeah, yeah. headphones is on the list. <laughs> um, Scotty, I've known you a long time, but I'll ask the question anyway. Yes. Are, you, are you a gamer? Uh Oh, no. So you don't, uh, you don't require 15, a games console? Nah, 15 years ago I was. I had a few bits and pieces, but I wouldn't have played one for a long time. You haven't played Pac-Man for no, a while? No, no, okay. no, no. Uh, do you have the requisite uh, speakers, you know, the order, the, like the the, um, the speakers that you can carry around the house? Do you have all of those covered? Yes. Yes, you've got all the speakers. And, and uh, recently uh, jumped into a... Quite a nice sound bar too. Oh, that's yeah. the big sound bar. I, I like got it. well, I got the TV wall mounted, yes, which now is just is just mandatory. Yes. It's just it's nice. a whole new ball game, yeah. and then the sound bar. Yep. All right, car gear. Do you have any car sort of gear. GoPro equipment or any dash cam equipment nope. or any of that? Okay. No, I'm bereft of you. Bereft of I- that? anything in that sector. Anything? Okay, so that's an opportunity to <laughs> investigate then. Um, um, in terms of home entertainment. Um, you, 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 I think you're covered with Chromecast because you've had yeah. me do that. You've got the soundbar. You've mentioned that all of that. So, so I can I can actually talk to my soundbar too. Oh, God. Mm. So well in advance of me. And you've got a television, clearly. Smart TV. Smart. Yeah, it's yeah. a smart TV, yeah. not just a television. Yeah, no. 60, 65 inch. And um, so then we get to rideables. Rideables. So we have scooters. It's got mowers. <laughs> and we've got a Segway. No. Nah. I've got nothing rideable. But there's no hoverboards here, mate. No. <laughs> no hoverboards. No. Oh, dear. Oh, so I just thought I'd check. So, oh, my. <laughs> so headphones are a possibility for you. Um, and that's about it. So you, you seem to have all the gadgets. I've t- we've teched up a bit <laughs> over you, the journey. So this is all the gadgets that are available, and you've got most of them, <laughs> apart from the things you're wearing on your head right yeah, now. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that, because when you sort of sit down and go, well, actually, You're a very high-tech we, family. We, I think we are a bit high-tech, actually. So we've just about got things covered. Consider yourself full of gadgets. Yeah, I've got a fridge, though, that tells me when I've run out of milk. No, what you do is you open it and look at the thing. <laughs> Well, so now I'll I call can... you Inspector Gadget now. Right? <laughs> so I you. saw one of those. I saw one of those fridges advertised. It was three thousand eight hundred dollars for a fridge. I've gone. It's a lot of eskies. <laughs> we've, we've left a lot of material on the table. Oh, mate, we've left. Well, we might. We might need to be the carryover champions. We'll have to do carryover work into next week. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, because I want to talk to you about no booze in Bali. Yeah, I yeah, want to just that's you. that's in your wheelhouse. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous for you. Yes. Well, we won't be going for a little while. That's no, you won't be. That's um, true. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I'll keep that all this for next week. Oh, and I... and Sheedy's um, twelve oh, ideas. Yes. We need to talk about that next we week do, cause we, because we we're both quite uh, taken by what he was suggesting. Well, he's a smart man, Kevin Sheedy. He, and he should be he should yep. be consulted on more things to do with football because yep. he's been around the block a couple of times. There's a couple of things I really liked in there about. Uh, some rule changes that could real make a genuine good change for the game. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, because they are they are they muck around with a lot of stupid rules. Well, the games they, the games just change so much now. I mean, we, you know, when you're never going to see a player kick a hundred goals again. No, sadly. right? Uh, you know, I mean, he's suggesting that we take 
two people off the ground, get rid of the wing and just have 16. Yeah, well, it's you like know, the old it's sort VFL. Of, it, it sort of makes... Anyway, that's for next week. I do want to deep dive uh, it with you. We will deep dive into that for Brilliant. sure. Um, and, of course, next week being our final show for 2020. Yes. We're putting a rule through it. We've put yep. a fork in us. We're yep. done. Yep. For we're, 2020 we're next gonna, week. We're going to have a spell. We're going to have a spill we're, in we're the go, paddock. We're going to the paddock. <laughs> yeah. paddock. Trainers put us out. The trainers put us out for a well-earned <laughs> need, rest. Need a rest. Yep. And uh, we'll be spending that time off uh, in the paddock. <laughs> said paddock eating dumplings. Eating lots of paddocks and lots of dumplings. <laughs> Very uh, good. All right, mate. Well, what good on you, mate. We've have a got, safe week. Um, we got the AMRAP radio program coming up uh, um, at so. 4 o'clock, like we do every week. That's it. With all the latest and greatest of new Australian music. It's a great show. Australian. never listened to it, have a good listen because Jeez. this is where you do get inspiration from the next generation of Australian artists. There's some good gear. We've spent today going back in time in, of nostalgia and uh, AMRAP will bring us right up to the future, <laughs> which is good. So I will see you next week, champion. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening.